Here we are, the convo back in business, Norm and Mike. TikTok, tick, TikTok, the shit clock is ticking, Rick, to use a good old phrase from Jim Leahy. Don Dunsworth, rest in peace. We are uh, inside about, what, six days? Mm, five now, five. Five days from the trade deadline. Orloff and Hathaway to Boston. Uh, O'Reilly settling in with the Maple Leafs. Uh, are we uh, on the precipice of an arms race, Mike, or do the Leafs just stay in their lane and do what they have to do? Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Um, well, as to whether they're going to make another blockbuster, another big move, I, I think no. I think the big move was O'Reilly, and it was borne out because, you know, there were a lot of teams out there looking for centers, and Kyle Dubas had to move proactively because I think O'Reilly would have been a target for a lot of these teams. And if you look, Jonathan Taves is out is now probably out for the year. Mm -hmm. Sean Monahan hasn't been able to come back with and play significantly with uh, Montreal. So centers are going to be really tough uh, for, uh, for teams that are looking for a second line center or third line center to, to, to get. So it's, you know, it's a situation where he needed to move and he did, and it's paying dividends. And you saw, you know, they, uh, they actually went into the house of horrors, the, uh, but, you know, Marine Midland, HSBC, you know, whatever, every now it's the key bank center and score five goals before sort of sitting back on their laurels. Um, and it was all because of that line that scored 13 points. Uh, now, you know, I'm not going to start talking about like O'Reilly long term until after the season. But I, I do think and just because a lot of people have asked me, you know, whether they think this is a pure rental. I don't think it's a pure rental. I think they wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't think that they had a chance of re-signing him. And if you look at, you know, op the salary opening up <clears throat> after the year with Kerfoot, with uh, Kampf, up the middle, and even though Kerfoot's a winger, I think that there's enough money there to sign O'Reilly and also sign Michael Bunting. They're probably going to have to shave some money out someplace else, and they're going to hope that the cap goes up. But I do think this is a longer than a, a short-term fix. That being this, said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is the combo norm along with Mike. Kyle Dubas said um, last week that the relationship with Riley is one of uh, – temporary status throughout the rest of the season uh, as deep as they can go into the playoffs not ruling out a a longer term relationship right. um he's already endeared himself to the fan base just with his work ethic scoring three goals against his former team um mm -hmm. you know paced by mitch marner and his five assists that night so uh and, and again just the kind of player he is there's just a a, a ginned up excitement surrounding uh, O'Reilly, what he's, uh, you know, meant to the game of hockey, how he plays the game, his pedigree as a champion and how he can integrate um, his expertise and his his abilities into a, a lineup uh, that certainly needs an injection of that. Not that it's not good in and of itself, but I mean, this this is this is time. Uh, this is the time to 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 make the amendments to do a bit of, uh, you know, um, you know, accessorizing in order to set set forth the plan for um, the playoffs. Uh, just reading some of the OG comments, uh, some of my interaction with 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 uh, OGs and converts, I'm getting this all-in vibe, Mike, all-in. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I mean, are I, they I, not kind of going all-in, right? Yeah, I, I understand the desperation of Leafs Nation to want to go even further all-in, but I, I, you know, the thing is... Um, I don't think they really can unless they start to trade pieces off of the roster or prospects that in, in the pipeline. And they don't clearly Kyle Dubas from his comments after the trade doesn't want to 
trade, you know, Matthew Nyes or um, some Topi Nimala, who's the best defensive prospect. They, you know, they determined they would rather trade the draft picks because they know what the prospects are. They know, and they're closer to being, being able to have an impact in the NHL. They need you know, young players on entry-level contracts over the next couple of years because that's going to have to counterbalance the money that they pay to Matthews and to Nylander and other players. So they you know they they can't trade Matthew Nyes, you know, unless it's for something that is equally as fiscally uh, beneficial. What, what a gamble. Yeah, no, they're not. I, I, I would be dumbfounded if that if after they make the move for O'Reilly, they trade Nyes or any one of the big prospects in another move. Now, you know, it's. I mean, it, we know they're going for looking for a defenseman. We know, it's it, it undoubtedly it, it is so. Now they they placed Jordy Ben on waivers right. yesterday to clear his cap space. He'll probably go down to the Marlies. If he clears, you know, he might get claimed because teams are looking for uh, a veteran defenseman. Um, they they sent Joey Anderson and Joseph Wall down down to the minors uh, yesterday uh, to clear a cap space. They have about $2 million in cap space, according to the reports. That is enough to add a defenseman. Now, if, if it's Gavrikov, they'd have to give up a lot of assets. That's why I don't think it's going to be Gavrikov. If it's a guy like uh, uh, Luke Shen, then it could be a draft pick. Um, but I do think that one way or the other, they are going to add a defenseman. So, Mike, uh, in, in terms of what it takes to get either one of these guys, and there is a differentiation. How do uh, either one of these guys plug into this lineup? Never mind what it's going to take, uh, what it costs to get um, Shen or Gavrikov. But what does Shen bring versus Gavrikov uh, to, to a lineup? that can certainly use the defensive help. We know at face value, they're not the same guy. You're getting more with one. That's why you have to pay for him. If, if that indeed were to be the the avenue that um, Kyle Dubas would riskily want to go down. Well, Gavrikov is more of a matchup top four defenseman. If you plug him in with the Leafs, he probably plays on, plays on the second pairing with somebody like Lilia Grin. Um and it would allow you to lengthen your your lineup to have Giordano play bottom pairing, which is a big benefit because you know he can you know he's excellent and he if you limit him to 15, 16 minutes a night um, on the you bottom, more, you get more for less. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shen is a bottom pairing guy. Now with Shen, more than likely, what happens is he plays with Giordano on the bottom pairing. And then you have Brody moving over to the uh, left side to play either with Lilligren or Justin Hall. Uh, I mean, it, that, again, also it lengthens the lineup. It doesn't enable, it doesn't make it necessary for you to play Connor Timmons or even Rasmus Sandin against certain teams. I do think they want to play Sandin in the playoffs. I think they just want a plan B in case Sandin gets sort of physically intimidated and you know teams like to target him uh, i'm not saying him per se but like when when you're getting pounded by Corey perry and alex Kalorn and patrick maroon and all these guys that the, that the lightning have you need somebody probably who provides a little more physical pushback right. and even though i even though the the o'reilly achari deal was great in terms of uh improving them in a position they needed to improve they really didn't add a that physical aspect and 
maybe one player doesn't do it for mm-hmm. do it for them, but I do think Shen would go a long way to helping them in terms of phys- physical pushback. In terms of toughness, Mike, one team versus the next, we know that Tampa uh, are the odds-on bet to be tougher than the Maple Leafs. Will it, that indeed uh, prove to be the uh, reason why they can overcome the Maple Leafs again? This is an opportunity for the Maple Leafs to, to show the, the hockey world what they're made of and, and by proving it to themselves, right? So again, I'm not saying it's David versus Goliath by any means because statistically these teams are extremely close, but you know, one has the experience, one has the kind of players that um, you would think would reap the benefits of success uh, when you're in that incubator, uh, when the clock is ticking, when it's an elimination kind of thing uh, versus a, a team that just hasn't proven that it can do that. But cer- certainly time will tell. Mike, let me give you a, a sense of where you know some fans' heads are at. Uh, Matthew, don't call me Tony Tanty. Do the Leafs need to go all in after the Boston trade and now the Rangers might be getting Kane, New Jersey and Carolina in on Meyer? Do the Leafs need to go big and get a top four defenseman plus a middle six forward? It's just a, you know, it's just a lot of complications with so little time. I mean, again, we talk about limited draft capital and not wanting to supplant players on, on the roster. I've got to think it's um, not necessarily a housekeeping move, but one or two other uh, somewhat minor moves to kind of augment the group, support the group, and 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 off they go. I okay. Do I think they should? No, because right now, okay. I mean, right now, you know, I, I don't think you can factor in the fact, you know, because I talked to a number of reporters when the Leafs were in Buffalo about, you know, is Kyle Dubis. Uh, is his job on the line and everybody seems to think that yes it's on the line and then I hear Steve Simmons who you know is tied in and you know obviously a long time uh a long time person on the Toronto scene and he says that even if the Leafs lose in the first round there's a chance that Dubis comes back I think Dubis is not going to sell the farm to get this team now I think he believes that the moves that he's made and the move that he will make make the chance of them beating Tampa Bay a 50-50 proposition. That's all you can really ask uh, from, you know, a, a, an opponent that has won two Stanley Cups and have made three Stanley Cup finals in a row. I mean, no matter what the Leafs do, even if they trade for Gavrikov, even if they add Austin Watson or whatever, you know, who, who, you know two, three pieces. Right. It's a 50-50 proposition against Tampa. Tampa's got the better goaltending. They, got the, they have the better defense. And the right. forwards are even. So... I think he's trying to improve their chances as much as he possibly can. But are they going to be, in any concept, are they going to be favored against Tampa? No. So it does not behoove you to trade your 2024 first-round pick and Matthew Nyes and just empty the coffers on, a, on an opportunity to try to win Tampa, and then you may not win it. And if you do that, then Dubas gets fired, and then you have an organization that is bereft of prospects. And I, I don't think that's the way to go. These aren't the end of days, and if the Leafs lose in the first round, there will be another season. Um, the, the the Leafs will not be eradicated as a franchise. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, there will be another season, and we will be back to talk about uh, all of the great things that we've experienced, but all of the things we're expecting even more of since the Leafs have finally, um, you know, not only reached the bar, but... Uh, Kind of eclipsed it and raised it for themselves so here's uh, another way that um you know, one of the ogs is 
kind of framing the situation as we go forward. Uh, Mr. Jason Sparks, great contributor. The fact the Leafs need to add is a detriment to the way Dubas built this team. Huh. I mean, don't you don't you want to add regardless? Don't you want to be looking yeah. for ways to? Like, I've used the word accessorize, augment, improve, strengthen, embolden, which by any means necessary, whichever you way you can. If 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 you have um, the resources to do so, because the ultimate goal um, in a season and in seasons to come is 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 being triumphant, right? So. You know, you want to do that regardless of how the organization is laid out and how it's been put together. Well, I mean, my counter to that assertion is Boston is adding. Islanders are adding. Right. New Jersey is going to add. Tampa and Carolina are going to add. Everybody's adding. I mean, you can say, well, the the Leafs have not expanded the core group past the core four plus Morgan Riley. Um, you know, they've but they've gone out, you know, I don't think anybody's criticizing them getting Michael Bunting on a two-year uh, free agent contract or improving their goaltending with Matt Murray, even though he's had some injuries, or Ilya Samsonov being mm -hmm. an upgrade over Peter Morazic and Jack Campbell. Um, you know, getting Giordano for, you know, not a first-round pick for a couple second-round picks, then signing him for $800,000. They've been able to piece together a roster that has done pretty damn well in the regular season. Now, we all know, we all say, um, yeah, they're, they may, you know, they may not be good enough. They may not be, you know, they, there might not be the right constitution there in terms of uh, them being able to advance in, in the playoffs. And I, I've been the harshest critic of that. I think they need to get tougher. Uh, I think they need to get more physical um, to sort of keep the flies off of the, you know, the, 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 the skill guys. But in the end, what this team needs is those core guys to play like core guys in the end, yep. you know, it's on Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares and Riley to perform when they need them to. And if they do, then they win. And if they don't, they lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. What, what did they lose game seven by? Was it one? Two, one. Was it two, two, one game seven. So yeah. all of these guys want to perform and what is performing right for, for guys who are, uh, incredibly offensively skilled and who are known to produce offense when they can't produce the offense because the other team is so suffocating then then what are you right it's 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 the it's the way you develop as a full three zone two-way all-encompassing hockey player and the, the expectation amongst themselves has to be that all the in for all the uh, experience we've accrued and what we are learning and how we are adding and how we are strengthening will help us Put our, you know, will help get us to a better position uh, than we were last year, and that better position really is, you know, having the uh, the nerve to to win to win multiple periods when it counts, and and as you've said before, Mike, step on the the uh, the throats of your opponent and put them away. We've year after year, this team is in a position to clinch, and it can't. Right. And what what it what is it? It's it just that one extra goal. These guys, they can score in abundance. It's 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 something that seems so small and minute. But really, um, you know, it, it, depending on how you look at it is light years away. And uh, it remains to be seen if the, what they've done will help get it done. 
Um, and, and that's certainly why we're along for the ride. Uh, Jason M., the Leafs need to worry about themselves, not what everyone else is doing. I get that, Jason. But again, this whole concept of, well, you know, we're, we're, it's sabermetrics. Um, it's analytics. Let's, let's worry about how we're going to play hockey and not be concerned with how our opponents are, are, are going to counteract what we're trying to do. It's, it's impossible because if it were just, again, fantasy versus reality, if it were just that fantastical, the Leafs and the way they've shaped their team should be a, a multiple Stanley Cup winner by now. You, you, have, well, you have to pay attention to what other teams are doing. It's just, it's a necessary evil in this cruel game that is uh, professional hockey. Well, I, I like, okay, for example, I don't think that Boston move was a counter to Toronto's move because Boston is thinking about winning the Stanley Cup and they won't face Toronto until the second round if Toronto beats Tampa. But they just, they looked at adding Orloff and adding Hathaway, who's a, who's a pain in the ass to play against. He's a typical Bruin type of physical player. And Orloff is a top four defenseman. And that would be that would be the the way, you know, the way that they improve themselves the most. Now I think Tampa's gonna make a move. They're very limited in terms of what you know cap space they they have to work with, but they're gonna make a move. They're gonna try to improve themselves. Right. But um, you know, the moves that Toronto made, I don't think were analytical. I think, first of all, you know, Chari and O'Reilly strengthen the Leafs up the middle. Um, I do believe that before the end of the season, you will see O'Reilly playing center on one line, Tavares playing center on another line, and Matthews playing center on a third line. That they I, won't... I just, Really quick, sorry to interject. Can I just address that Sheldon Keefe has changed the lines up, right? Yeah. So it's Marner back with Matthews and Bunting, and then you have Tavares, O'Reilly, and uh, Mr... Is it Mr. Willie? Is that the good one? No, Dr. Nylander is the good one. Dr. Nylander. Yeah. So, uh, again, and, and you're, you're thinking the, the evolution will continue to, to kind of, um, you know, sp spread out the talent, so to speak, on the, yeah. on the top, top three lines. Just before you continue your point, um, is, is this move by Keith reuniting Marner and Matthews to, to kickstart? Yes. Um, uh, to jump. To to jumpstart Austin Matthews because Matthews is struck not you know not struggling greatly but right. you you want Matthews to be feeling good coming off that knee injury and he's, right. I think he's scored one goal since then so coming off five assists against against Buffalo you know Marner and Matthews have that connection I think that that's that makes this makes sense to do a one or two game thing because you know Marner will end up being probably back with Tavares that seems to be you know Nylander and Matthews on one pairing Tavares and Marner on the other pairing right. and then more than likely when, when we get to the playoffs I think it's going to end up being you know Kali Yarncroke and O'Reilly and Engvall or like something like that on the third line and that puts you in a you know that is a matchup line against say a Braden Point or against a Sorelli or against the Stamp or whoever whoever's playing you know second line first line center against Tampa that's the whole purpose of O'Reilly is as a matchup uh a matchup guy as a face-off guy but my, my point before was those weren't analytical moves in terms of adding O'Reilly and adding Achari, and they're, they're great face-off guys. It's that they win. It's like Achari played with Boston when they won the Stanley Cup in 2019, the team that, or excuse me, lost to the Blues in Game 7, but uh, got to the Stanley Cup Final and beat the Leafs in 2019. 
he you know that he where he, does philosophy he, get you when the chips are down and you your 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 career is is on the line and you have a team that keeps knocking at the door and nobody answers right yeah. where's where, where's philosophy you have to throw fuck, fucking philosophy out the window well, you need to do what it takes to improve your chances to get to where you want to go this is not about regular season success or putting guys like uh, Matthews and William Nylander on posters I mean, and it's I, part of it but you and that's the whole point and I think that 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 Dubas has he hasn't thrown philosophy out the door, but I, he does recognize that there are certain shortcomings with with the roster over the last few years. And he like the Nick Felino. I will back the Nick Felino trade to the hilt. Right. Everybody criticizes it because he got hurt after three games. But Nick Felino was a was the right ad at the right time. It sure. just didn't work because he got hurt. And now you look at Nick Felino playing fourth line with the Bruins, and he's having a really good year. So it did work, or it, in, in concept, it it would have worked had he not gotten hurt. Uh, and O'Reilly right now is the right guy for the right time. He's a Conn Smythe Trophy winner. He's a Stanley Cup winner. Uh, you know he you know he will be a good matchup against a team like Tampa. He won't, you know, be, he won't shrink from the, from the challenge. The, the, the Leafs need that. Now, you know, we got the news this week that Jake Muzzin, and this is the worst kept secret in the world, that Jake Muzzin was going to be shut down for the rest of the regular season in the playoffs. Um, that's the reason why the Leafs are looking for somebody on defense because they really haven't been able to replace the physicality that that uh, Jake. What, what, what does that do for the Maple Leafs? Well, it doesn't do anything cap wise because they already had him on LTIR. So all the all the moves that they've made over the last forty eight hours are the moves that have opened up cap space. They traded. They uh, traded. They uh, waived uh, uh, Joey Anderson. He cleared. Um, so now they send his seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars down to the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Joseph Wall gets sent back down uh, now that Matt Murray has been activated. That's seven hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. Jordy Ben has been waived. Um, they already waived uh, uh, Wayne Simmons. Um, he's he, he's officially signed assigned to the Marlies, but I don't think he'll ever play a game uh-huh. with the Marlies. And Jordy yeah. Ben probably won't either. Jordy Ben will you know, if he clears waivers today at two p.m. Then more than likely he's he's a, an unofficial black ace. He's a guy who's going to skate with the team but never play for the Marlies. They they don't want thirty five year old Jordy Ben or or Wayne Simmons to take up the time ice time of young players trying to develop with the Marlies. Those are players that when the playoffs come around they will be uh, black aces and could play in certain instances in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, if injuries happen, but that's, so they've cleared about 2 million in cap space. What they do with that. Um, you know, that's the interesting thing. And one, and the one thing that I wrote about this, they are at 49 contracts right now. If they add a Luke Shen, or an, or any defenseman, they're going to have to send a contract the other way because right. they have to keep one contract space open for when Matthew Nyes uh, is done at Minnesota and signs his entry level contract with the Leafs. And I think that's going to happen. I think that's you know that's almost etched in stone that it's going to happen. Well, after. How does that work though? If he signs the contract with the Leafs, he has to be with the Leafs. Does he have? Uh, to- yes. Well, it's it's okay. Nick Nick the Nick Abrazee's signing is a is sort of a blueprint to this he finished at harvard right but now he finished early and he signed a contract he was on the leafs roster he burned the first year of his contract right nice minnesota i think is the top ranked team in the ncaa they're going to make the frozen four 
Um, he, so, and that's April 7th to April 9th. Uh, so the season ends on the 14th. He probably signs a deal, maybe plays one NHL game in the regular season. There's no guarantee he's going to play for them in the playoffs, but they want that, you know, they want that option. Um, can he, can, yeah, can he play fourth line? If this sure. kid's elevated, if this kid's elevated, throw him right into the wolves, man. If they, if they believe that he's the goods, Mike, we, we I know you got to go and we, we've got to get going, but like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Kerfoot hate. And we haven't brought up your buddy, Justin Hall. You yeah. can move guys out. You can wave guys. They make them black aces. Bring in other dudes. Justin Hall still a part of the team. Alex Kerfoot seems to be, you know, still kind of entrenched in what's going to happen. Can guys like Kerfoot and Hall develop something otherworldly and, and become major serious contributors to a team that has an agenda of being successful and finally getting over the hump? Last couple of words to you, OG's converts. We, we've got to move today. Um, Kerfoot, yes, I know that, and I know that there's a lot of hate out there for Kerfoot because of the three point five million dollars salary because they think he's not worth it. He's he is respected and liked on this team for his versatility. He can penalty kill. He can play left wing. He can play center. I think they would have already moved him if they wanted to move him, if they wanted to clear the space. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be on this roster past March the third. I think he's going to be an integral part of you know, being part. Now, I don't think, you know, once they move O'Reilly back to third line center or back to center, Kerfoot's going to be the guy who yeah. replaces him on that second line. So I, I don't think he's being moved. Um, Justin Hall, I mean, I'd love to see Justin Hall off of this roster. I just don't think he's a good player. Uh, I think right now it doesn't behoove him to play with Morgan <laughs> Riley. Um, I think that exposes him in terms of minutes, but he's right. loved by Sheldon Keith. Right. He's a big defenseman, even though he doesn't play big. And that's the thing. He's he's the only defenseman with size on this roster and they're not going to move him. Now, I, you know, you would hope that they'd move him, but they're not going to. I don't think he's going to be back next year because I think right. he'll get probably more money from other people. I, I just right. I think mean, both of them are staying. You can hate them all you want. And, it, and if they make big mistakes in the playoffs. Yes. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Paul is, Paul is a right-handed Marinson. Uh, That's, there you go. OG's Converse, thanks for being here. Uh, like 150 people in the chat with us right now. We'll have thousands of people watch this content on YouTube. It goes to your favorite podcast platform in the next 24 hours. Make sure to subscribe to whatever the hell you, you listen to us on. Um, come back to the YouTube channel. There's always a whole interaction. Uh, uh, pictures, commentary in the community portion of the platform. We're having a lot of fun right now. Um, the, the shit clock is ticking, Rick. It is. We're five days out from uh, another trade deadline having come and gone. O'Reilly and Achari in the fray. I think it's a unanimous or nearly unanimous. Most OG's Converts Leaf fans believe the Leafs need help on D. The question is, what kind of defenseman will be brought aboard between now and March 3rd? Will it be a tertiary support guy like Shen or someone with a little more bite, potentially a, a top uh, four def defenseman kind of guy like Gavrikov? Mike, I'll leave it with you. Reality versus fantasy. What kind of deal can the Maple Leafs make uh, before March 3rd? The reality kind of deal, the realistic deal, and the fantastical deal. Go for it, and we'll leave it at that. The fantastic deal is very unlikely to happen. 
Um, the news that came down yesterday that Arizona chose the 2025 second round pick instead of the pick, the third round pick in the next draft tells me that the third round pick is going to get traded in a deal for a defenseman. So I would think that, you know, the most likely deal to happen is a third round pick to Vancouver along with a contract for, for Luke Shen. It might, there could be another, uh, another uh, a depth defenseman, another inexpensive defenseman. Maybe a team retains salary, makes that player uh, inexpensive. But I do think that that's likely. It's going to be a depth defenseman, not a top four defenseman. OG's comrades, thanks so much for, for being uh, with us this morning. Follow us on social media. Go to Mike's platform at hockeybuzz.com. Again, he's the best in the business. That's why I've kind of hitched my wagon star i'm still waiting for it to rise but one one of the one of these days i'll, I'll be getting the, the amazing residual effects of uh mr Agello and his ascent uh through the, the the hockey journalism world um i can tell you right now uh if, if you're a betting individual put some money down on the combo um creating some content between now and march 3rd so uh we're going to Keep our ear to the ground. Uh, keep our eyes close to our phones and our tablets for for what's to come. Um, and if it's a, a deal of any kind of magnitude, uh, you'll see Mike and I relatively short in short order after uh, things shake down. So for Mr. A, I'm Norm. Enjoy your Sunday, and we will be seeing you guys very soon.